Hey, everybody. Welcome to Transform Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zeller. Today, I am starting a what I'm going to call a mindset shift in 20 minutes or less short form podcast episodes. Each one of these are going to have a little bit of a topic that can help you completely shift your mindset around that topic. These are going to be quick little riffs that give you a little actionable tool at the end of them that are going to be 20 minutes or less. If you would like an opportunity to win a one-on-one coaching session with me, then leave a review for the podcast. And on September 17th of 2021, I will announce the winner. Also coming up, we have a one-hour online guided event through Zoom called Connect With My Intuition. This is on July 27th of 2021 for only $27. During this event, you will be guided by me through a series of exercises. Uh, You will not have any like participation with anybody else on the call. So feel free to drop in. This is for you if you want to connect with your intuition in a deeper way, find some clarity, release some anxiety or tension, and connect with what your heart might be telling you. If you like this episode or you have a perfectionist that you know in your life, then feel free to shoot this episode on over to them. Without further ado, enjoy this quick riff mindset shift in 20 minutes or less on perfectionism. Welcome to this Transform mini episode. Today, what I want to talk about is perfectionism. For the purposes of this episode, I'm going to define perfectionism as the inner need, drive, and desire to do everything without error, flaw, or misstepping. The need to do everything perfectly. Now I have a deep, deep, rich relationship with perfectionism. And I think that's why I wanted to do this little episode because I was thinking about it. And I thought, why not riff for a few minutes on perfectionism? Because I've explored perfectionism to its depths. In my previous career as a dentist, I actually became what's known as a prosthodontist, which everybody in the field knows tend to be the biggest perfectionist. We deal in quarter of a millimeters. We deal with the most complex cases, the biggest cosmetic cases. We are the biggest perfectionist. So as I'm presenting this to you for you perfectionist out there, I want you to know that I am not talking down to you, that I myself am a recovering perfectionist, that everything that I'm bringing to you has been through, has been discovered over a period of many years, a lot of research, a lot of introspection. So let's just dive right in. Now, the inner perfectionist was driven by an outer perfectionist at some point in your history. The perfectionist that you have inside your mind that's telling you that everything has to be perfect, that voice was internalized from something in your history, from a person or an experience, most likely in your childhood. So likely at some point in your past, usually in your childhood, someone or some experience occurred and this person or experience informed you that things would be much better for you if you never make any mistakes. At some point you receive the information that it's not safe 
to make mistakes, that if you make mistakes, perhaps you're not good enough, that there's something wrong with you if you make mistakes, that mistakes aren't necessarily part of the process. Perfectionists often believe if they make mistakes that they are broken, that something is wrong with them, or that mistakes will get in the way of their succeeding and others looking upon them favorably. Now, I've often found with myself, with people that I've coached, with friends, etc., that people hold on to their perfectionism because they think it's creating an edge for them. In psychology, this is called secondary gains. You maybe know that something isn't amazing for you, and yet you think that you're gaining something from it, and so you hold on to it on purpose. Oftentimes, subconsciously, you're not aware that you're doing this. But in my coaching, for example, I work with a lot of successful individuals, and a lot of them talk about how they are perfectionist, and then very shortly after, they talk about how it's most likely given them an edge. So if you can see that your perfectionism is not actually helping you, then you can start to release it. And today I'm going to make a case for how your perfectionism is actually inhibiting you. Now, I want to start with a quick little story from the book Originals by psychologist Adam Grant. This book is amazing. And in this book, Grant defines originals, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially as a unique person that comes up with appealing things or ideas, a unique person that is appealing and comes up with appealing products, ideas, things, etc. In this book, Grant talks about the interesting thing about originals is that they come up with a large number of ideas. Contrary to popular thinking, a lot of people think originals, creatives, these sort of geniuses that come up with these amazing products or ideas just happen to come up with a couple really quality products or ideas. When in fact, originals in general tend to come up with tons of ideas, but most of them fail or fall flat. In Originals, there is a quote by Stanford professor Robert Sutton that says, Original thinkers will come up with many ideas that are strange mutations, dead ends, and utter failures. The cost is worthwhile, though, because they also generate a large pool of ideas, especially novel ideas. Grant says many people fail to achieve originality because they generate a few ideas and then obsess about refining them to perfection. So let me give you an example of this that Grant notes in his book Originals, and that is Edison. Edison pioneered the light bulb, right? He pioneered the phonograph and the carbon telephone. But during that period, he filed well over 100 patents for other inventions as diverse as stencil pens, a fruit preservation technique, and a way of using magnets to mine iron ore, and he designed a creepy talking doll. Edison had 1,093 patents, but his actual creative achievements that he's known for can probably be counted on the fingers of one hand. So we think that perfectionism is giving us an edge, right? 
But as Grant notes in Originals, that perfectionism is actually slowing us down and it's causing us to obsess. And when we think about the people that have really made it big, that have done these fucking amazing radical things, created these works of art, there was a lot that they did and we aren't seeing everything. To give you a few other examples and originals, Picasso created more than 1,800 paintings, 1,200 sculptures, 2,800 ceramics, and 12,000 drawings, not to mention prints, rugs, and tapestries, only a fraction of which have garnered acclaim. If we think about Maya Angelou, so many people know her poem, Still I Rise, but we forget that she also wrote 165 others. And when we think about science and Einstein, he wrote papers on general and special relativity that transformed physics, but many of his 248 publications had minimal impact. So when we think about originals, when we think about people that have created these magnificent things that have come up with these ingenious ideas, the thing that really comes forward is their creativity and their ability to create, their ability to go through a trial and error process, their ability to experiment, their ability to put out work. Guess what the number one thing is that's going to stop you from trying new things and putting out work, and that is perfectionism. So what I'm going to go through now is a couple of what I call reversals. These are maybe some mindset shifts. These are different ways for you to think about perfectionism. Here we go. Perfectionism and world-class mastery are not the same thing. You can be world-class at something by deeply caring about something, by having a passion and a curiosity that is driving you, and by practicing at that thing. Perfectionism is a fear of failing and a desire to please. Both of these impulses, this passion and curiosity versus perfectionism, which is a fear of failing and a desire to please, both of them may make you world-class at something, but consider for a moment that you could have gotten there, that you could have become world-class through experiencing the feelings of excitement, curiosity, and passion, rather than through the route of fear, tension, and self-berating. Perfectionism slows and even inhibits your creativity. See, the process of creativity is a birthing process that is often messy. Real creativity is allowing yourself to create without any layers of inhibition. When you are a perfectionist, you overthink everything, and overthinking everything slows you down and stops you from trying more things and out-of-the-box thinking. Perfectionism isn't keeping you safe. It's creating a prison around you that you can't see. When you're driven by primarily a perfectionist instinct, you think that instinct is keeping you safe from criticism or from failing. Only it's creating a prison stopping you from doing anything, trying anything, being anything that you fear you can't be perfect at almost immediately. And perfectionism isn't what led to your success. That was your hard work and determination. This is the biggest misconception that I hear and see about perfectionism is it's what led you to succeed. No, your ability to work hard and your determination did that. 
If you let go of your perfectionism, your hard work and determination will still be there. They now just won't be slowed down by the obsessive impulses of perfectionism. So actually, releasing perfectionism catapults people. They pick up extraordinary speed when they release the perfectionism that's dragging them behind. Perfectionism blocks the authentic you from being free. As we've seen from all this previous reversals, perfectionism blocks your creativity, your outside-of-the-box thinking, and your full self-expression and your speed. Now, what happens if you release your perfectionism? Where do you go from there? You might feel a void. You might feel like something is missing. So here are some preferable, more expansive, energizing, less inhibiting energies that you can embody once you release perfectionism. You can embrace curiosity and creativity. Curiosity and creativity are amazing driving impulses that lead you to explore. You can seek out inspiration and excitement. When you latch on to creativity, curiosity, inspiration, excitement, and exploration, those things will carry you forward with an immense propulsion as opposed to the perfectionism that's slowing you down. So how do you release perfectionism? My suggestion is to start slowly. You do something exploratory and creatively. You do something that maybe only you know about. You create something, you try something new, and you allow yourself to enjoy it. You do something without overthinking, and you can tell yourself during that time at the beginning, no one is ever going to see this. It's safe for me to explore this and to create freely. And then after a time, maybe after a few months, maybe after creating like a dozen things, you share what you're doing with just one person that feels safe to share this thing with. One person that you know is in favor of your expansion, one person that is not going to criticize you, one person that's not going to knock you down, but one person that is just going to be excited for the thing that you're creating. And then over time, you share it with another person and another person, and you build up your tolerance for creating without perfectionism over a period of time. And what happens is this has an additive effect. Your courage starts building more rapidly. See, what you're doing with this process is you're showing yourself over time that it's safe to be yourself fully and creatively. You're going against the information and the programming that you received in childhood that you have to be perfect in order to be loved, accepted, and to succeed. You start to see the real truth, the real truth that you don't actually have to be perfect to be loved and seen. Besides, ask yourself this question. Do you like people that are perfect? Are you drawn to people that have no flaws, that seemingly are these perfect beings? Or do you like raw, authentic people who have been on real life journeys? People that have been courageous and brave, who've put themselves out there, wounds, battle scars, and all, willing to be fully seen. 
Thank you for joining me on this short form mindset shift episode. If this resonated with you and you think it would resonate with someone else, please share it with them. And don't forget to leave a review. I thank you so much for your time. Until next time, be well, my friends.